Okay, so before we get to the episode, I wanted to let you guys know about a show that I'm putting up on Friday, March 24th, 2017 at 11.30pm called The Great 38. It will be an explosive evening of stand-up and sketches featuring some of the best comedians in the city, and it's all going down at the legendary Magnet Theater in New York. Once again, that is The Great 38 on Friday, March 24th at 11.30pm at the Magnet Theater. For reservations and information, you can check out magnettheater.com or go to jarrettberenstein.com and click on the calendar, and that is all I'm going to say about that. Now enjoy the episode. How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of my radio show, Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. If this is your first time listening to Famous Dead People, thanks so much for uh, checking us out. We are the only show that interviews uh, dead people who are famous. Uh, and We are originally a radio show, so when you hear me say things and do things that make it sound like it's a radio show, that's because we originally air as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're about to hear the episode where I interview Sigmund Freud, played by comedian and Megan Gray, and Julius Caesar, played by comedian Kevin Copps. If you like the show and you want to shoot us an email or you want to hear an interview with your favorite famous dead people, hit us up at famousdeadpeopleshow at gmail.com. We love hearing from fans, and we'll try to get your favorite dead person on the show as soon as possible. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, like us, tell your friends about us, tell strangers about us, laugh out loud, live your life, enjoy yourself, go out there, you know, dip your feet in the ocean, whatever you gotta do. In the meantime... Enjoy Sigmund Freud and Julius Caesar only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Oh, you know. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear what for me, even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are Roman politician and general who ushered in the Roman Empire Julius Caesar and Austrian neurologist and father of psychoanalysis Sigmund Freud. Julius Sigmund, welcome to Famous Dead People. Thank you so much for joining us. Ciao, prego. <laughs> so, uh, so Sigmund Freud, yeah. uh, you're the, the father of psychoanalysis, uh-huh. uh, but walk us through that. Like, How is that different from you know like regular therapy? Man, it's like... That's what I call it. <laughs> Was well, this like a name that you made up for yeah, the style yeah. of therapy that you do? Yeah, definitely. You okay. know, you got to brand, you got to control the narrative. And mm-hmm. that's basically what I did with like, you know, what I do, what I mean, how I talk to the people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You wanted to differentiate yourself from the other therapists that were out there. So you created psychoanalysis. Yeah. Germany at the time, it was like so many, so many of us out there. It was, it was I, like a therapy boom in Germany oh, at the time. Total therapy boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what it, that's, that's the perfect word for it. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to mellow this out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it my own spin on it. Right? All right. And, uh, and so that's what I did. Okay. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Were there any stylistic differences at all between what everybody else was doing and what you were doing? I'm chiller. I'm just chiller (laughs) than some of the others. You know, I was the first one that brought out a couch. Okay. And I was like, you know what? You be on a couch, I'll be on a chair. Like, you know, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, and that's what I did. And I brought comfort into um, uh, uh, therapy. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. You didn't have anything like therapy in ancient Rome when you were operating, right, Julius Caesar? Oh, no. (laughs) We didn't have uh, no therapy, okay? Mm -hmm. If we had therapy, maybe we'd not have so many wars. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. So everybody had all these repressed issues, and the only way that they could get them out was 
by joining the army, by conquering the the lands around you. Yeah, oh, well, we did have we did have a couches. I mm. lay down on a couch every now and then, but nobody talked to me when I on the couch. Oh, when weird. I get on the couch, I say, if you talk to me on the couch, <laughs> I'm gonna murder you. Okay. Wow. So and we never had the couches. So mm. yeah, we had a lot of fighting because oh. I was a very angry man. Yeah. So uh, most of my yeah. friends, we were very angry. Yeah. I can see Anyone that. Anyone ever uh, feed you some grapes on that couch? Oh yeah. <laughs> you ever? Yeah. They feed me grapes on the couch, nice, and nice. Uh, that's what we all think of when we think of ancient that's Rome. That's most yes. of what Somebody... ancient Rome was. It was uh, a lot of the people laying on couches. Mm-hmm. You get grapes fed you. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. Never any other fruits or anything. Was it always grapes? Always grapes. Oh, One man. time we tried a watermelon. <laughs> Guy was his head was a crush by the watermelon. Oh, drop oh, it you, right on his head. You didn't like cut it up or anything. That, no, uh, just drop it right on oh, there. Man. See, so, I think I think that was the issue. There was if you had separated into manageable pieces, I think you could have easily fed that to somebody. Well, that's a good <laughs> idea. Oh man! Now, not a lot is known about your childhood growing up in uh, in Rome. Would you just mind just like walking us through? Like you know, you're you're young. You 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 have uh, you know you're, you're born into a, a, a somewhat affluent, somewhat political family in Rome, you know, but what's it like as a, as a child for a young Julius Caesar? Oh, you know, it's just pretty much typical stuff. Uh, growing up on the streets of Rome, I play a stick ball with my buddies out in the street. I find that a little hard to be a little anachronistic, but, you know. We play a it. stick ball. Sometimes, you know, I go to the Coliseum. I see my favorite soccer team play. Um, all right. And, mm, uh, don't think that's possible. So, you know, I get a lot of soccer games, uh, playing a <laughs> stick ball. You know, what so, I find the most amazing about that is that you called it soccer, which is something that I believe we only call that in America now. But you guys called it soccer back we then. We called it soccer back then, and then wow. somebody said, hey, why don't we call it a football? And I said, okay, you're on your own, <laughs> you you moron. Because I, I kept calling it soccer. Mm-hmm. So And then, you know, you get a slice, uh, you know. Go get a root beer with your buddies. It's <laughs> yeah. sort of just typical childhood stuff. It almost wrong. sounds like you grew up in Long Island in the 80s. It kind of, it was pretty close. <laughs> All right. More couches, more grapes, but it's, it's kind of like a Long Island. Yeah, yeah, but what about, I mean, you know, we know a little bit more about how you grew up, Sigmund oh, Freud. Oh, yeah, but... hacky sack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did a lot of hacky sack? Man, and uh, some devil sticks. All right. Yeah, man. Oh, oh uh, yeah. That's very, what I would, that I would consider that to be uh, like what we feel is like a contemporary hippie things to nah, do, no, like man. fire sticks and uh, and hacky sack. No, 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 no. That's I mean that was that's what Germany was like back then. In in the uh, uh, tell me refresh your memory. Like what is the age that you are operating in in, oh. uh, in Germany? Oh man, uh, I think a while back, long time ago. <laughs> I mean, I believe I, it's around the turn of the century, like right, the nineteen hundreds. Yeah yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, okay. Fish was touring. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh yeah! Seems like the guys were always on tour. Yeah, they never stopped, <laughs> and uh, I caught them whenever I could. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So that's just kind of what we did, man. Yeah. With Birkenstocks. When Trey Solos is so good. Oh, it's so good, I had man. no idea that turn of the century Germany was as laid back as you're making it seem. Oh no, it was. It totally was, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you seen Cabaret, that's yeah. You seen the musical Cabaret? Yeah. All right. Sick. It's a great movie. It's nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but it's a great movie. Well, so um, uh, going back to Julius Caesar for a second, Sick. you know, I read that when you were 16 years old, your father died, oh, you know, geez. and uh, uh, that would make you head of the household. But then you eventually, you know, you become this great military leader, you know, be- you become this dictator of Rome, which is this giant empire. Do you think that maybe, you know, having that responsibility early on in your life, 
maybe informed the way that you would eventually become a great leader? You know, the way that you took the reins. Oh, see, I was out there playing stickball and my mama come out and oh, she said... I really don't think that happened. And she said, hey, uh, Julius, uh, Juju Bean, that's what she called me. <laughs> she said, come inside, I got a news to tell you. Your papa, he dead. Mm. From that day on, I put this. I said, "Sorry, guys, can't play stickball no more." You put away your childish things. Yeah, yeah. And I said I got to be the man of the house. Yeah. yeah, and I ruled that house with an iron fist. Did you really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. So yeah. like maybe like if your mom, you know, wanted to go out go grocery shopping or something like that, like what would your reaction to be that to, to that be? I go I slap one of my little brothers in the back <laughs> of the head. I say, "You go take a mom shopping." Oh, oh. Wow. So, so you were taking, you were protecting your mom. See, until like putting your brothers to work. See. Ooh. So yeah. I, I do that, and I say, uh, you know, I tell them what to do. I say, you two fight each other. Uh, you know, I'm gonna take Wait, your you would, room. You would, uh, you would have your your siblings fight each other for your entertainment. See. Oh wow, and, that's that's a very classical Roman yeah, thing to do. Yeah, it sounds then, like a lot of you in like one home together. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, lot of a lot of generations. I had a lot mm-hmm. of brothers and sisters, and then uh, you know I take their. I'd say your room is my room now. Ooh, so wow. that kind of you know it, it sort of set a pattern. So when I became the general, you know, mm-hmm. that's I invaded countries. I take, no, I know I see a direct correlation between see, that behavior and what you would eventually do when you would take power. See a lot of violence and mm-hmm. a lot of taking what did not belong to me. Yeah, I'm sure that you would have a field day with this Freud. Oh, there's a lot to analyze there. You know, oh. this is a guy whose yeah. father died young, and then he. He always felt like he had something to prove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? What would you do if this was your patient here? Oh, man. I put on some Pink Floyd. We <laughs> listen to that. And then um, oh, we, really, we, really yeah, yeah. we sync it up with some Wizard of Oz, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah sick. Uh, yeah. All things that didn't so exist back no, then. No, and then we get some acid, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just, like, just lay down on some couches and just, like, w- just watch. Is this what you were always like, Sigmund Ford? Always. Did, was there an Ziggy, ex- please. Ex- <laughs> Ziggy Stardust? Ziggy, Ziggy. Uh, did you have a moment in your life when you were young? And you took a turn. Like, were you ever button up? Were you ever uh, on what, point? A Jarrett was I ever? <laughs> I was so, so I was like, oh, I gotta get good grades, and mm-hmm. I, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do that. You know, like my parents, what they wanted. But then, man, and then I saw an, an, my first naked woman, and I was oh, like, oh, ooh, that's you know what? There's more out there. You know, I want to talk a little pussy. bit. I want to talk a little bit about that because you have so many interesting theories. I want to get to that later on in the yeah. interview. So many interesting theories totally. about sex and the way that people's uh-huh. sex, sex lives develop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so tell us about your first experience seeing a naked woman, and then maybe we can talk about how that informed your sexuality as a human being. Right, right. Well, uh, I was just looking, just uh, a young boy at the window. It's, right. a, it's a night, just <laughs> looking out into the city, and uh, and I saw... In uh, in Germany. We're in, in Germany. We're in Austria, Germany, I believe. We're in Austria, Germany. Uh, no, wait, that's not a place, right? Austria? It's definitely a place. <laughs> so I'm in, in the capital of Germany, Austria, mm-hmm. and I'm just uh, looking out the window, and I just see, I see a, a Frau changing oh. across the way, <laughs> just just t- taking off her many layers of clothes, and then I was and I was interested, and I got a boner, and then I was like, <laughs> "There is more to life than grades," mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and that's when I was like, "I got to explore more of this," mm-hmm. and I got some dirty magazines with my friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, wow, uh, it almost sounds like the beginning of your life was a 1980s sex romp. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know what that genre is, but yeah, okay. definitely. I'd go down to Porky's and. <laughs> 
we get a beer and find out Can't what is that all about. Place existed. So 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 just seeing a naked woman's body like uh, unleashed a rebellious spirit uh-huh. in you. Yeah 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 uh, yeah. So it was like uh, some deep purple started playing, and I was like, oh, whoa, this is I gotta. Find out more about this. I gotta get mm-hmm. in your record collection, man. Oh it's, man, it yeah. sounds good. It's good. It's it's real solid. Yeah, I mm-hmm. still listen to vinyl, so that's the way you gotta it's go. It's the only way. To yeah, listen, right, you know? right. Sees sees knows. All yes. right. Yeah, I just did. A, I tried to figure out exactly where you were from, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't find it exactly, unless you know Sigmund Freud. It's Austria, Germany. Austria, Germany. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, you know, like you, you have so many theories about like the way that the bind works Whatever, yeah. and, you know, uh, the way that we can explain our behaviors through our past experiences and things like that. And you, you talk a lot about how dreams are wish fulfillment or yeah. what we dream is just the things that we can't experience in our real life. Yeah. But don't you think that there are some dreams that are just super weird that don't have any basis in, in things that we actually want? Like you know I've, what? I've I'm had a... dreams where I'm like, this isn't something I want. It's just a weird thing that's happening right well, now. Well, let's, let's analyze one of your dreams right now. Jared. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell me, tell me one of your dreams and then I'll prove to you that it's what you want. I think we should, let's, let's, well, I'll do it. Well, I'll okay. do one. Then Julius yeah. Caesar see, will do one. See. And then, okay. and then, you know, we'll, we'll have seen two. So we could probably do one of yours then. Great. At that cool. Point. Yeah. You guys can analyze my. All right, cool. Yeah, so, um, I had this dream a, a couple of nights ago. Uh, I was in my old high school, but uh-huh. it was a weird combination of my high school and this restaurant that I used to work for, right? Mm-hmm. And I was running around because I couldn't find uh, like these dishes. I was waiting tables at this restaurant that was also my high school. Uh-huh. I couldn't find these dishes that I needed to, you know, like give the, the, these customers, you know, like uh, like their food. And as I was looking for these plates, I kept on getting more and more customers. And it was like, I started getting stressed out because I was like, I need to find these plates so I can go talk to my other tables. But I couldn't find them. Uh-huh. And it's like, I, my, my session kept on getting more full and more full. And I just kept on thinking like, oh my God, I'm so much trouble. I got to talk to these tables. And that's sort of like where I woke oh, up. Oh man, it's easy. You want to turn your old high school into a restaurant. That's exactly, that uh, sounds exactly what you should do. a good do. business model what? too, yeah. <laughs> model, yeah. I want, I want to my fulfillment. Old, what? But it, it seems so stressful. It seemed like a thing I didn't uh, want to do. But you know what? It's the secret. You're putting it out there and that's what your brain wanted. <laughs> all right. That's yeah. uh, all right. I, I can I can feel that. All right, Julius. So why don't, you, why don't you tell us one of your dreams? Okay. I had a dream uh, just the other night. I was standing in a big field. Okay. Yeah. And a man, he is a man from Egypt. Uh-huh. He ran across the field. It took him like 10 minutes and he mm-hmm. ran across the field, ran right up to me and he slapped me in the face. Oh. And he ran all the way away. Oh. oh man! Is that the end of the dream? That's it. He just—it oh, took a long time. It's a yeah, lot yeah. of running, and I just stood there. And All right, yeah. A man from Egypt slaps him in the face. What is this? What does he want? What oh, is his man. wish? Uh, do you have a friend in Egypt that you haven't talked to in a while? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> call, contact him. Oh Maybe my god! Maybe you miss him. Really? I just—I feel bad because you know, and so much time passes. No, 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 man. Reconnect, man. <laughs> Reconnect. Oh man, you, you gotta do. Do you feel okay. like there's a spot-on analysis, Sigmund, uh, Julius Caesar? You know, I wouldn't have thought that right before you said it, but now that you say it, I gotta, I gotta call that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. I feel Calm like up. such a prick. FaceTime him, man. FaceTime him. I think, I, okay. I, I think we got to handle this. What's, yeah. uh, what's one of your dreams? Maybe okay. we can do one for you. Great. Uh, uh, I'm in a play, uh, right. but I, uh, I, it's my time to go up. But I realized I haven't memorized any of my lines. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and and I get up on stage, and I uh, they keep handing me props, and I don't know mm-hmm. what to do with them. And it's a very 
uh, it's a crowded on. You know, I think I know what this is. I think yeah. I know what this is already. Is I yeah. think you want to do short form improv. <gasps> I think you want to do That's like that, I think you want to do that game that where they give you props it. and you, you have to figure it out. Like, figure out what line? they are. Oh man, like, I'm who's like, like is it Wayne Brady, man. Dude, oh. dude, yeah. was that a good second one? That was great. Sigmund that was Freud? really good. Yeah. Oh, wow. I want to be in a short form improv group. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, if you you're could. just joining us, uh, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are Roman Emperor Julius Caesar Emperor. and uh, father of psychoanalysis Sigmund Freud. I was hoping that we would not focus on my little uh, my little uh, uh, lazy mouth thing that happened there. Yeah, you know that's something that that's something that people say uh, if if you mispronounce something and it happens to have like a like like a second meaning. People today will say like it was a Freudian slip. Like oh, oh it was me. something that you would something that you meant to say, but maybe you uh... not yet. Well, that's not originally what it was. Mm-hmm. I slipped on a banana pill once, Wait, and, so, uh, and I slipped. That's yeah. so it was funny. so funny. Yeah, it was like, goes back to my short form improv. <laughs> oh goals, my god, put right? that put that wow. in your act. Oh, I will. There's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. There's a real uh, there's a real connection there. Wait, so so the Freudian slip was originally you slipping on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually slipped, and then everyone laughed, and it was real funny, and I would bring it out to, oh like, to, God, to I, make my clients uh you know feel better feel oh more at my ease God, yeah. I would let them open up a little slip, bit open up a little bit mm-hmm. and then it just they, and then um yeah so it i just, would kill to see that that's just <laughs> so funny oh, it's so good and i mean especially because you 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 know you dressed very proper you know you were uh yeah. you're this uh I'm this tight. esteemed professor and to see somebody who has such uh power and prestige Fall in a silly way, like it just adds to the comedy of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the thing, because you got a, such a nice suit on oh, right man, now. If you were to sleep yeah. in a fall, I laugh at Oh so man, oh, this guy knows. I can't believe how tickled you are by this, Julius. Oh Caesar. my god, this is so funny. It's crazy. <laughs> Did you have a good sense of humor? Because, you know, all we know about you is your military victories and how you grab power. Like, what was it like being friends with Julius Caesar? Oh my, I, I love a good laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, I just go out. I have a bottle of wine with a couple of my buddies and I just uh, go out and laugh. I mean, oh, my God, if we had to come up with a people of falling down back then, oh, we would have laughed us so hard. But in, we, uh, we in, never come up with that for a comedy. In ancient Rome, you guys hadn't put the pieces together for what it would be like to watch somebody fall down and how funny that would be. No. What was didn't. what was funny back then? What would you guys do for comedy? We were laughing at other things, like people standing up. <laughs> it was a pretty funny. <laughs> Well, that, we, thought wow. that, we thought that was a pretty good, but now that I think about it, it's nowhere near as funny as somebody falling down. Mm, yeah. Yeah. These people did not fall down very much back then. Oh, it was man. just not as slippery. We are wow. really getting into the uh, physical comedy here of Let's ancient see. Rome and uh, Austro-Germany uh-huh. in the... Uh, turn, turn of the century. century. That's when it was. So um, I heard the story about you, Julius Caesar, that I wanted to ask you about. So when you're a young man, you know you're you're you know you're in the army, and then you leave the army and you go into politics and you're traveling around. And I read that as you were uh, traveling, I think from Spain, you got kidnapped by pirates, See. but you were super cocky about it the entire time, and like you kept on saying like. Once you release me, I'm gonna I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna kill all of you, everything like that. That's that's pretty ballsy movie I read there, right? I'm a ballsy guy, you know. It's like I mean, you're gonna kidnap me, <laughs> you, you're gonna pay for it, mm-hmm. wow. and I did. I found each of one of those pirates and I bitch slapped the shit out of those guys. Yeah, I heard you raised the navy basically, and yeah. you chased them down and then you know destroyed them. Oh yeah, I mean. You know, it's like, uh, like I said, I got a lot of anger, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to let, I do not let a shit slide, okay? Yeah. And nobody get the best of me until, you know, ultimately somebody got the best of me. But uh, <laughs> yeah. 
It's, it's like... Well, it took like 60 senators to take you down at the end. You know, we're skipping to the end of the story, but... See, I don't want to uh, spoil anything for anybody, but... <laughs> yeah, hashtag spoilers. Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, you don't kidnap me, okay? Mm. That's the rule number one. Weren't you ever concerned that they would just slice your throat or anything like that? Like, toss you over the side of the boat? You're being such a pain in the ass to these guys. I mean, no, really. I, you know, I, th- I know these guys, they're not going to do nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah? They, they all talk, you know, blah, 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 blah. But no, they're not going to do nothing. And I... One of the things I liked about the story so much, and this this might be conjecture, like this might not actually be true, is that they set a ransom for, I forget what the currency was, like 20 sterling or something like that. And you said, no, I'm important, make it 50. Is that right? Is that a real thing that you did? See, I said, you better raise that <laughs> ransom, man. You better get more money out of my family for this. Wow. And then did you get the money back after you uh, recaptured these guys? Oh, yeah. Right oh. before I killed one of them, he had a little pack with the silver in it. And mm-hmm. I say, hey, that's my silver, you little bitch. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I feel oh, like I'm watching an action movie here. Yeah, look at that. I smack oh. him real good. <laughs> wow. wow. So uh, going back to you, uh, Sigmund Freud. Siggy. You know, you had these... Uh, you had this this theory about the way that the brain is broken up. You know, yeah. you had the id, the ego, and the superego. Right. Okay. You know, walk us through that. And I want to know why specifically, like, those three parts. Like, why not four parts, why not five parts, that sort of thing. All right. Okay. Well, you know, uh, rules of three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to my comedy background. <laughs> uh, so you need three things. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, y- your ego, that's what's there, right? That's mm-hmm. what uh, that's what everybody sees. Uh, and then uh, you got uh, the id, mm-hmm. uh, right? That's yeah. That's your ID. That's what you see yourself as. So you identify, right? So that's you. Ego's what's out there, what everyone else sees. Okay. And then um, and the third, I'm quizzing you, what's the third? <laughs> the third is the superego. Superego. Great. Yeah. That's what you want to be, right? Okay. All so right. ID is how you identify. Ego's what everyone else sees. Superego, where you want to go, right? That's Past, a little, present, future. It's a little different than what I read, but uh, oh, really? I, believe, okay. I believe you because you're Sigmund Freud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's right. So you, 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 you made the phrase, you, you called the one part ID... Uh-huh. Based on ID being your identification? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. That's how you, you identify yourself. Really? Yeah, your ID. Yeah. So the it is actually ID. Yeah, it's 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 ID. Oh, wow. People we've, sometimes forget to put in the little periods there. We've been uh, pronouncing that wrong this totally. entire time. Everyone's been wrong. But you know what? I'm nice. I'm a nice guy. I'm super chill, laid back, mm-hmm. chillaxing. It is. Is that your idea or is that your ego? Like, is that how, how we see you or is that how you see yourself? Uh, sometimes your id and your ego can be the same. So, really? Yeah. Huh. So, like, I think I'm super chill and I think I'm coming off as super chill. All right. I mean, look at these sunglasses I'm wearing. <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing a suit. You got I... such chill vibes mm-hmm. coming yeah, off chill of you. Vibes. Yeah, yeah, I like right? how, like, feathered your hair is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That took a long time this morning. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like you just got that from, like, driving with a top down. Oh, I got, know? I got, I got a Corvette too. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, 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 man. I got to pick up some ladies after this. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hmm. analyze them. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys get it. So, yeah. what's your super ego then? Like, what is the, what is the thing that you wish to become? Oh, more honeys. That's it. <laughs> oh, just more of them, right? Like, that's what I'd love. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's you know I maybe not putting that out there right now, but mm-hmm. like that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so well, this actually uh, leads really well into my next question for you, Sigmund Freud, which yeah. is that you had, and I learned this from Wikipedia, and it sounds fascinating. Sure. Something called Freud's seduction theory. Oh. All right, what was that all about? Okay, that you gotta you gotta get a dimmer on your lights <laughs> first of all. 
for the seduction. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I'm you, taking the notes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get the, the dimmer down because you don't want it like too dark. You don't want it too bright. Uh, mm-hmm. You might even put like a, a, just like a, a thing of fabric over the lamp. You put on some tunes, get mm-hmm. the vinyls out. I don't want to interrupt you. I want to hear the rest of this. It's a little different than what I read, but please continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, this is uh, this is all about, it's all about seduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I maybe take my tie off. I take <laughs> oh. off, I unbutton like two buttons. Get the get the jams going. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, some fondue. <laughs> get some of that going. A little fondue set, and uh, you know, get some uh, uh, awesome Barry White playing. And mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a you that's my a, seduction. You got a deep voice. Oh, yeah, that's a deep voice. That's a uh, it's a little different than what I heard. I th- I read that your seduction theory was that. Um, every, if every neuroses in the world is from when you were molested as a kid, uh, does that sound Yeah, yeah, no, that's also correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, um, but you know, sometimes when it's like, ah, sometimes it can get heavy. You mm-hmm. can get heavy when you're... I mean, you can have two seduction theories. Yeah, those you know? are my two seduction theories. That's... I like it at first one. Yeah, the first one's <laughs> real smooth. Yeah. Do you have a seduction it's... theory, Julius Caesar? I mean, you know, my seduction theory, uh, I'm going to throw it out the window now, but it was just uh, <laughs> take off the toga and let her rip. Ooh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, let yeah. Her yeah. 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 Well, I've I've had that seduction theory as well, where there's some people that are like, they want you to play the game, you know, they yeah. want you to be subtle. And there's other people that just want you to be blunt, mm. you know, and it feels like you guys are on both sides of this coin, like Sigmund Freud. Yeah. You know, you would be a little bit more coy and a little bit more subtle. But Julius Caesar, you just put it out there. Yeah, send a just, dick pic. Just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just open the toga and I say, here's what, here's what it is. Yeah. Here's what it is. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, well, I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll you know? see them later. Well, you know, Rome is not that big, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna see everybody later. Yeah. Did you? Did, was there a? Was there an ancient Roman equivalent of a dick pic? Was there a, a way that you would sort of like, I don't know, show what you had to somebody if you weren't there in person? You know. So you have a scribe come over. You mm-hmm. you show them your dick, <laughs> and then uh, they they just take notes on it, describe it, you know. Okay. And then they then you have a messenger come. He run really fast, and he take it to whoever you want to send a dick pic mm-hmm. to. So uh, it's a description of the dick. Back then, we didn't really have a good artist to draw, you know? Yeah, yeah. there weren't, a, weren't a lot of good busts or paintings, no, you know, no, of no, you back in the day. No, the, none of those. You really me. had to wait until the Renaissance uh, uh, for that. Yeah, they went around at the time. It's a real shame. Yeah. Had a, a real mammoth cock. <laughs> Can you give us a taste of, like, what a dick pic would... Well, I guess it would be a dick scroll, would it be? Like somebody describing your dick on a scroll or see, a tablet or something? See. All right, like, like what were what were some of the descriptors that people would use? Okay, so it'd be like it doesn't uh, have to be about your dick. I'm not trying to reveal that. On okay, the show. okay, yeah, we'll make it about uh, my friend's dick, huh? <laughs> hey, winky, winky. <laughs> so you know, I say like, uh, um, the, the Caesar he, he opened his toga mm-hmm. and he uh, he, he showed me he showed me uh, all of his body and he's a dick. He's a real short and a fat. <laughs> I mean, a Caesar's friend. That's what I meant. <laughs> And, uh, and it's almost lost in a in a maze of a pubic hair. <laughs> That's what it might say. And then mm-hmm. you send that along to the lady or, or the fella that you're interested mm-hmm. in, you know? And then yeah, they read wrong. it and they say, oh, I want to see that a dick. Oh, interesting. Okay. What do you think of, like, you know, in your experience of psychoanalysis, Sigmund Freud, what was the, what, what's the, uh, what is the, what is the unconscious... 
uh, motivation behind wanting to show somebody your privates? You know, what is what is the unconscious motivation of somebody who's going to send a dick pic or a dick scroll as oh, yeah, as yeah, we're describing yeah. it here? Yeah, you you want to just you want you you want to uh, like entice, right? Okay. You, so you're just like, hey, you could have a piece of this. You want a maze of pubic hair? Yeah, mm-hmm. come on, it's gonna it, uh, be the minotaur to go <laughs> through that maze. maze. Of- <laughs> yeah, go through that, uh, right? So mm-hmm. like, it, it's all about like it's all like a game, right? It's all like enticement. It's all like. Hey, get on over here because you're gonna like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of uh, it's promise. Yeah, and uh, See. yeah, and mm-hmm. so I think it's all it's all just like part of the game that we're all playing. Interesting. Yeah. No, I read that you abandon your seduction theory, not the one you described, but the the oh, darker yeah, yeah. one about being yeah. molested. You abandoned that later on in your career. Yeah, uh, is that because you developed your other seduction theory? My new seduction, my more fun one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it was like ah. Yeah. Good call, man. Oh, that yeah. other one is uh, a bummer. Oh, it's so damn. It's much a, a downer, and, and it's like ugh, every day, all the time. And I was like, mm. oh man, get me a spliff, and I just gotta. And you know, I also send uh, some um, lithographs, dith, dick lithographs, uh, dick lithographs, dickographs. That's really hard dick to say. Dick lithographs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send those off. Yeah. What, what, what's a lithograph again? Just to refresh your memory. Uh, it's in um, uh, uh it, it's in like a thing of copper. <laughs> You uh, uh, you etch it in copper and then you put ink on it. Ooh, and then not put bad. Paper. Yeah, and you could get a better off. idea of what a dick looks like that way than I think just with words, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It was, it was um, definitely an image. Yeah, yeah, but yours. I mean, yours sounded great, Julie Caesar. I'm not trying to say that. Uh, you know, it didn't sound evocative enough. Like I think I got a pretty good idea of what your friends. Uh, penis look like from that. See, <laughs> uh, people have better imaginations back then. Yeah, probably. that's true. The longer attention spans, also. Uh, now, uh, Julius Caesar. So you had all these military victories. You know, like you, uh, you're you're sort of like shooting to fame. You know, in ancient Rome, you're, you're accumulating all this power. Uh, the the people that you're leading into battle, they love you. They have so much respect for you. And then I read that when you were in Spain, you see this statue of Alexander the Great, and it bums you out because he had conquered half the world by the time that he was your age and i'm surprised by that because it seems like you would accomplish so much already you know i would have been happy just with what you had then but no you you wanted more you wanted to have like an alexander the great kind of legacy is that is that correct yeah well you know see you say now you would have been happy but Mm -hmm. he's a little secret nobody's nobody's happy Mm -hmm. nobody feels like uh, because even when you see somebody who's uh, doing better than you they thinking I want what's right there, you know? mm, yeah. yeah. So it's like you always want you know more and more and more, and it's just like uh, you know, it's ultimately it's like um, it's an empty endeavor. I'm gonna ask you and Sigmund Freud the exact same question, Whoa. and uh, and you know, so I want you to be as honest as possible, Julius Caesar. Do you think that that thirst for power had anything to do with missing your father who died at a young age? Absolutely not. All right, and Sigmund Freud. Uh no, really? No, yeah, yeah. I'm it, really it, surprised that you say that. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds like uh, uh like he just wanted to, you know, two separate things. That is a he's got a strong ball. mama. That is he's a got, real curveball that yeah. you just threw me. Oh he's, wow, no, man. No, I, I trust <laughs> Julius Caesar. Uh, I trust his uh, his guidance. Did not on this. see that coming at all. Yeah. We got to take a short break. But we're right back with Sigmund Freud and Julius Caesar on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Oh, famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. Hey everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or on whatever app it is that you're using to listen to this show. Uh, If you're so inclined, rate us five stars, 
leave a comment. You could tell us how much you love us or hate us. I love constructive criticism. Uh, that stuff helps us out a ton. Tell your friends about us. Get your friends to listen to Famous Dead People. I would really appreciate that. And uh, hit us up at Famous Dead People Show at gmail.com if you want to shout some criticism into my electronic face or if you want to hear a specific Famous Dead person on this show. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear that you're listening. I want some feedback, damn it. Uh, so yeah, lastly, if you really like the show and you want to send us some money to help keep us on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support This Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Oh, famous Dead People, Famous Dead People, Famous Dead People. Welcome back to Famous, famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are father of psychoanalysis Sigmund Freud and Holy Roman Emperor Julius Caesar. Ciao, baby. And now, uh, I understand, uh, Dr. Freud, that (laughs) you were... uh, you were friends with a an ear, nose, and throat doctor named Wilhelm Fleiss. Mm-hmm. This sounds familiar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, a bud. And that the two of you guys worked together on theories of sexuality. Like, this was a thing that you guys would discuss, yeah. you know, at length. But I find that weird because you were, a, you know, a, a doctor of psychology. The mind. And he was an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Like, what input would he have on, you know, theories of sexuality that you would be a little... I, yeah, a little more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, sexu- background in. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. sexuality is like also part of like pheromones and okay. like what you're giving off. Like smell is a big part of sex. <laughs> uh, I mean, like you ever you ever do a chick that smells bad? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Hey, I'm from Rome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's totally like ugh. it's like a distaste there. So like sexuality is very tied into like smell the okay. nose the ears what like what is the auditory i mean uh does this chick have a great voice or what all right uh and then uh the throat i mean yeah this is all sounds like it's from the male perspective like is there you know you've been criticized some yeah. of your theories are, you know, they, they sort of like denigrate what a woman's natural instincts might be. Like they're, they're sort of patronizing a little oh, bit, you yeah. know. Is there, you know, would, could you reframe what you just said about ear, oh. nose, and throat for being for a yeah. woman, you uh, know, instead? First of all, men are horrible. <laughs> we're horrible, right? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Gender, Whoa. We're, pigs. we're awful, awful. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 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 and yet you're high-fiving each other. Like, yeah. great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so sick. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. But for uh, on a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, uh, I think a, a woman already f- knows what she wants before you even open, before a dude even opens his mouth. I'm okay. sure she's like. So that would be the throat part of the urinalism throat. Uh, that was the hearing. Like, oh, okay. She can she can smell she can smell that bullshit. She can hear it, and right. uh, and she's not gonna swallow it. No. So Ooh. yeah. So um, I mean. Uh, women are on a much higher plane than we are, hmm. so uh, that's why I'm all, I'm on this base level of dudes because mm-hmm. uh, uh, women are so high above it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it almost amazing. seems like you're back paddling from some of the things that you said when you were alive. You know, some things that could be construed as being anti-woman or you know uh, uh, patronizing, as I said before. Yeah. No, women are the best. Man. <laughs> I wish it was one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. I think that's probably. I mean, I've I've just I've I've just 
this is a break, this is the breakthrough we're having right myself. now. This is a real breakthrough. Oh my yeah. god. I uh, I feel trapped by this body. Oh my god. How, let's, let's let's unpack this. So so your so your ID yeah. has always my, been yeah. as a man, but you're saying that maybe it's secretly been as a woman? Maybe my super ego is a woman. Oh my yeah. god. And maybe that woman wants to be in a short form improv group. That's, oh wow. Yes. You know, we need more women. We need more women doing do. do improv. Women. We really do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. We've just had a quick breakthrough oh, here on man. Famous Dead People. Great. Yeah. Uh now just I wanna I wanna uh, uh wrap up really quickly about your friend uh Wilhelm Fleiss. Uh, that he did some surgeries on you because you thought that if maybe you opened up like your nasal cavities, you'd be more, I don't know, uh, more susceptible or open yeah. or it was somehow uh, connected to your neurology. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wanted I wanted just uh, just a bunch of just open tubes in my head <laughs> just to like just take everything in and just be like just like an open vessel. Wow. Like my, my head all just like open for everything to just waft in. Oh, my God. Yeah. And maybe that's just what I meant. Like maybe that's because I wanted a vagina. Mm. Maybe, oh, that's maybe it. you wanted like a, a, a some way to take in more. Yeah. And because you didn't have a vagina, you wanted to open up your nasal passages. Yeah. Weird. weird. Wow. I'm weird. Like dude. a face vagina. No, yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to say weird. I feel like that's judging you and you know the things that you are uh, a feeling about your identity. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's like yeah. It's definitely. It's it's not a weird thing. It's just it's just me. It's just <laughs> all sicka sicka see what. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, going back to you, Julius Caesar. Um, so you eventually, you conquer this really impressive swath of land. You know, you've got control of this really powerful army. But then Pompey in in Rome Ooh. is like, don't come back to Rome. Disband your army and come back here without your army because uh, I guess they're going to throw you in jail or something for superseding your authority or something like that. Um, you know, did you... He He was worried, I guess, that you would take over Rome, which is what you did. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. you know, when he said that, I was like, "What? Are, mm-hmm. you, are you fucking kidding me, man?" What he, you, you weren't thinking about taking your army back to Rome, you know? You thought he was being weird by assuming that. Well, no, I just thought like, you don't tell me where to go. What oh, to do okay. with my army, well, man. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, Rome is my home. Yeah, and don't get it twisted, man. <laughs> so if I want to come back with all my boys and slap you around, mm-hmm. I'll do it. All right, so that's rule number one with Julius Caesar. Do not tell him what to do. If you tell me what to do, yeah. guess what? Yeah. I'm going to do the opposite of what you tell me. All right, so let's say hypothetical. He hadn't told you to do that. Would you have gone back and conquered Rome with your army? Oh, you know, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Because at the time I was in uh, Britain, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we were like, guys, what are we going to do next? And we, we were actually going to go to the beach in Portugal. Oh, yeah? And so it was like... <laughs> We were just going to kick it for a like while. A, like a spring break kind of a thing? Yeah, kind of like that. But we were like, what is this dude talking about, man? And so mm-hmm. we said, I said, guys, we got to go take care of business. Oh, really? Did any of your army have any problem with this? They're like, oh, my God, we're here to go take over our home? Really? I mean, they were a little bummed because they had already bought some beach accoutrement. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they were like, hey, man, we got your back. Let's go. I mean, these are some of the guys I grew up playing a stickball with. Mm-hmm. Drinking a root beer. Which I really don't think happened also. Yeah, so it's like these guys, these were my, my people, my yeah. homies. And it was like, you're not going to let Pompey tell yeah. us what to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. you, uh, this is one of the things that's famous about you is that you inspired uh, incredible loyalty in your soldiers. You so, know, like, like people that loved you, they would have done anything that you, that you told them to do. You know, what, how, how, did you, how did you manage that kind of, uh, that kind of I don't know, charming uh, influence over the people that you led? I mean, in the, you know, you look at me. I'm, a, I'm probably the most handsome man you ever met. In your You're life. a pretty good-looking dude. Yeah, so it's right? like, yeah. uh, in a way, I mean, 
you know, I'm the way I wear a toga, it just cuts my body just a perfect. All right, well, I just kind of got a natural. And then it's also the humor, you know? Like, I was always a standing up. <laughs> oh, and man. People which were we, like, which we earlier talked about yeah. being your version of falling down. It was, I, it was our version of falling down. And people mm-hmm. like, I mean, if I had fallen down, can you imagine how much I would have destroyed with those guys? But I was a standing up a lot. They laughing a lot. I'm good looking. I wear mm-hmm. a toga just, just right. And, you know, the, it's like people just loved me. I could, it was just something that was always a true. Mm, interesting. I mean, did you ever, like, let's say, like, you're, you're growing up and you, you're you discovering that you have this kind of power where people just sort of, like, like you and uh, and they, 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 they follow you. They want to follow you, you know? What's, what's your earliest memory of that being something, of that being a characteristic that you recognize in yourself? People wanted to follow me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think at the first time I was like, I told a bunch of dudes in the neighborhood. I was uh, I was like seven years old and I said, let's go rob the candy store. Okay. And they were like, yeah, dude, you lead the way. We're there. And we robbed the candy store. We Whoa. took uh, all of the marzipan and the, mm, wow. uh, yeah, all the chocolates and everything. We took it yeah. and and I was like... The first time I knew uh, people would have followed me wherever I went. You, mm-hmm. know? you weren't concerned at all that these guys would like, they said, like, you, you go first and we'll follow. You weren't concerned that they were just going to let you rob the store by yourself and just, like, you know, laugh at how you did it by yourself or got, you got caught or something. You know, I never even thought of that as a possibility. Wow. I wonder yeah. if, yeah, that kind of blind confidence does inspire people to follow you. See, see, you know, I just assume, like, yeah, they're going to have my back. I mean, this is Rome, you mm-hmm. know. This is Rome and, uh, you know, like the uh, like uh, ADBC, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this yeah. is a time when it's like everybody playing a Stick ball, and in the summers you open up the fire hydrant and you play it in the water. Uh, get a good chip witch. Oh, you get a chip witch, exactly. It's mm-hmm. like you cool off with a chip witch, you play a little soccer, you go see the team at the Coliseum. Yeah. It's like uh, it's a time when uh, people, uh, people are through another word. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, going back to you, Sigmund Freud, uh-huh. uh, yeah. one of the other theories that you that you used in your analysis was uh, free association. Yeah. You know, and uh, nobody was really doing this before, you know. Uh, You would just... They were very strictly associating, Mm -hmm. where I was like, let's do free association. Well, what was the old version of association? Like, what would they do? Oh, man. Um, Well, your uh, psychoanalyst already had a word in mind. And if you (laughs) didn't say it, he'd make you keep saying words until you said it. Really? So I said, I'm not even going to pressure you. It's whatever word you want to say. Really? Right. Yeah. So, uh, like, so for example, if I, uh, uh, so Jerry, if I was gonna say, um, if I said dog, w- mm-hmm. what's what's your free association? Cat. Okay. Great. That's exactly what I was thinking. You're right. Uh, so <laughs> see, th- see, that was earlier. That was strict association. Okay. All right. right. So that's okay. just like okay. Yeah. If you didn't say you know cat, I would have kept going along. Could I try mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Sure. Julius Caesar. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you just a door. To the mind. Oh, oh man! See, that's free association right there. Wow. Okay. So and and mind. what would you? Uh, how, how would you analyze that? Oh, I, I, I see. He's a pretty open guy. It, it seems mm-hmm. like he wants to do some drugs with me later. Yeah, you guys are getting along. Wanna, so, yeah, man. I was yeah. like, exactly. I want to get uh, high. Oh man, this thing is like a what? Uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. see the door to the mind. That's it. So, uh, so free association is all about like where do you want to go? Okay. Do you want to take this? Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, can I do a free association on you then? Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So, I'm gonna say uh, sky. Uh huh. And I'm gonna uh, t- the limit. <laughs> yeah. 
That's cool, man. Sky to the limit. Sky to the limit. Oh wow! And yeah. you felt this was a, a the, you felt this was an effective therapeutic technique. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you get people relaxing on that couch. You yeah. get some vinyl playing. Uh, y- yeah, you get them relaxed. They're mm-hmm. gonna tell their brain is going to tell you what they're thinking before their you know their ID does. Yeah. Right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. So maybe like we could have sensed. That you have this desire to be a woman uh-huh, yeah. based on like a free association. So oh, like yeah. if I, I had said out. something like, you know, um, a house, you might have said. Uh, 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 shut the door. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so back to the door. Back to the door. My, my, my totally body is now. the door. Yeah. Right? It's like shut a uh, house. Shut the door. Wow. Shut the door of the house. Now I yeah. completely see how psychoanalysis oh, works now. Oh, totally. It's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to go back to uh, uh, Julius Caesar for a second because I'm fascinated by this part of your story where you go back to Rome and you conquer, you know, your 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 home, basically, and you take over Rome and you're, you're, the, you're the dictator of Rome now. And Pompey, who had told you not to, he flees and you're trying to catch him. I, I guess to what to punish him to imprison him. What is what is your goal there? I mean, it's like goes back to I just wanted to give that guy a, a slap in the puss, you know. Yeah, you just wanted to teach him who's boss, that sort of thing. Exactly, you know. He tell me not to come to my city, I come to my city, and then I find him and I slap him. Okay, but so he was a slippery little uh, yeah, a fucking a weasel. Yeah, he runs all the way to Egypt. You follow him all the way to Egypt. See. Maybe that's your friend from Egypt. Oh, oh my god! Wow! Slap a me! Oh my god! That is guys. You're good. Yeah, thanks, guys. You are good, Whatever. Sigmund I'm Freud. I'm so high right now. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so good. See, that's it. Oh. Uh, for those of you guys who are just joining us, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are Roman Emperor Julius Caesar, Ciao. and father of psychoanalysis Sigmund Freud. Like and we have just unpacked Julius. Caesar's oh, psychosis yeah. blowing in my mind expertly. Yeah. This is bonkers, man. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more about Pompey. So you go there to find him to Egypt, and you know Egypt is being ruled by these uh, two separate houses, one by Cleopatra, one by her brothers. And her brothers think that they're doing the right thing. They capture him and murder him because they think that's what you want. See, and they give you his head, and it makes you cry because. What, because you wanted to do it or because you wanted to not kill him and just throw him in jail? Why, why, why is that the reaction that you have? Because when I see it like that, you know, I was like, man, I, I just wanted to slap this guy a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? I didn't want to cut his head off. Yeah. So it made me cry. I was like, you know, this guy used to be my pal. He used to be my buddy. Yeah. And I know he had a, he had a mean slap coming his way, but I don't know if he deserved this, you know? Yeah. So it made me cry a little bit. But, uh, you know, I guess uh, that's why you don't run away to Egypt. It's mm-hmm. sort of the model of the story. You're going to get your head chopped off. Don't run away to Egypt. We can all learn so- something from that parable. See? Yeah. You know, uh, but that's obviously when you met Cleopatra. See? You know, and you guys, oh. you guys have this uh, epic romance. You oh, know? my God. So many books and, and heavy. Books and plays written about this. See? You know, uh, what was your, you know, so, so you go to... You, you go to Egypt, you, you try to find him, you, you know, uh, this awful thing happens where they kill him and you don't want that and, and it's making you cry. And also you're meeting this woman, Cleopatra. What's that moment like for you? Like, what was your what was your first instinct when you saw Cleopatra? So I'm crying at the pyramids. Okay. And... Wait, this took place at the pyramids? I, I'm at the pyramids. Wow. 
and I'm crying, and I'm kind of leaning back on a pyramid, mm-hmm. and I see this a gorgeous woman. I'm saying, a real Hadi Bombari. Wow. <laughs> she walks nice. over to me, and she says, why you cry? Mm-hmm. And I say, because these guys, they chop off of my friend's head. I mean, I was mad at him. He wasn't my friend at the time, but I didn't mm-hmm. want him to chop off his head. And she said, those were my brothers. And I said, what? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You're Cleopatra. And she says, see. And uh, she said, how about you come over to my place? And we just, you know, kick it for a little while. Hmm. Maybe you feel a little better. Ooh. And sounds like we're hearing a little of Cleopatra's seduction. theory of seduction. Yeah. That's right. I mean, huh. she found me at a weak moment. And mm-hmm. she, I mean... She, she was a. She knew how to play the game. Yeah, people. And, people talk about how charming she was and how impressive of a feat it was. That they were that she was able to seduce you. See, because you, you know, know I was a good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, a funny guy. Like so they never even seen people standing up in Egypt when I got there, and they oh. thought that was hilarious. They, wait, no, no humans had ever stood up in Egypt in a, before. You know, not in a comical way. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I bet a lot of people were already standing up, and so it was no big deal. Yeah, They're it was like, standing. oh, you're already standing. <laughs> yeah, no but big deal. But I'm telling you, oh my God, if I had figured out the falling down, oh, slipping mm-hmm. and falling, I mean, oh, 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 my God, power would have been unimaginable. The oh, Sphinx would have been my face. That's wow. all I'm saying. Oh, it's a big claim right there. Yeah. Now, uh, Sigmund Freud. You know, you seem like a pretty, I don't know, um, you're a laid back guy, so you know, so you you seem like you are uh, a part of a kind of culture that might experiment with different uh, medications or drugs or yeah. anything like that. But I, I saw on your Wikipedia that you uh, thought that cocaine had healing properties. <laughs> yeah, Is that correct? Did I ever. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, because I told you, like, I wanted all like, my nasal cavities, like, open. I yeah. wanted everything all open. It re- so. relates to your desire to be a woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I wanted, like, the cocaine was sort of, like, the medication that was going to open up those, you know, like, mm. r- of those nasal cavities. Um, also, I got so much shit done. <laughs> oh, man. That was that was great. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? I felt great. I felt, like, a million bucks. And so I was like, cocaine, that's... Healing properties right there. Wow. So and then and it was also, I mean, everybody at Studio Fifty Four was doing it. So yeah. we were like, that's we're in it. Cocaine yeah. is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, there was a show. there was a Studio Fifty Four in, in Austria, Germany. In Austria, <laughs> Germany. Yeah, yeah, Germany. Definitely. Oh man. Now you wrote a paper called on co- Coca, uh-huh. which is about the 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 medical benefits of uh, of cocaine. Yeah. You know how how would you advise somebody else to use cocaine? Like you're saying that you know. Yeah. Um. Get a mirror. Right. Uh, uh, and like break it up. Hold on, with... I'm not taking a note. Yeah, no, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I, get we, like a. We don't even know exactly how to use oh, cocaine. I think okay. that's that's common knowledge. Oh, okay. Uh, but what would you like? Like if I what what problem would I present with it? You'd be like, cocaine is the solution to that. Okay. Well, let's let's go through some of your problems. What, what what's what's bothering you? Uh, right I got pretty bad allergies in the springtime. You oh, know? great, uh, cocaine. It'll numb them. Really? Yeah, numb them. All numb right. them, and you're gonna feel like, oh, whoa, I want to. Fuck this weather. Wow. Yeah, you're going to want to just, like, get out there. All right, one of my other problems is I'm a little anxious sometimes. Oh, cocaine. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You'll get... Really? You, yeah, yeah, that one little problem of yours, you're going to get so anxious about everything else that that other thing won't even matter anymore. All right, that's fair. Okay. Uh, I got another problem. I got these uh, uh, really consistent nosebleeds that happen. Oh, cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I find this hard to believe. Yeah, no, uh, because uh, there's going to be so much uh, uh, blood, it, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll blockage it. 
and uh, it'll it'll block the nose. What about I got to sound real unscientific? I got a weak ticker. What about that? Oh, cocaine. Okay, it's it's just like a Mm. a defibrillator. Just (laughs) bring it right back up. Okay, cool. Did you ever have any experience with anything like cocaine or cocaine specifically when you were uh, ruling Rome, Julius Caesar? You know, there's a little bit of cocaine here and there, Mm -hmm. a lot of wine. All right. But, uh, man, we did not have the drugs you guys have today. Mm-hmm. I tell you that much. If we had, oh, my God, there would not have been an empire. Really? It would have been just a big old Roman orgy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys had those already, you know? Yeah, you guys, yeah but you're I mean, famous like, for, your, for your orgies. There would have been like a hundred times more. Mm. I mean, but those orgies, they were a good time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really curious about the Roman Empire in the sense that, it, you know, it had this wide swath. And, you know, you guys had control over so much of it. And but it but it was still different countries. Right. Like if I went to uh, what we now know as Britain while it was under the control of the Holy Roman Empire, like would it feel like Rome or would it feel like, you know, medieval Britain? It would feel uh, like Britain. But here's the difference. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a sort of like today. It's like everywhere feels like a different country, but you still go to Britain and you could get a McDonald's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I see that. So, That's a pretty apt I don't analogy. know if anybody has ever made this a comparison, <laughs> but you could say the American empire All right. is kind of like a Roman Empire. I know that's a crazy. I know that's. I know that's a crazy. Oh, okay, that's like, a pretty apt analogy, Sigmund Freud. Oh, so apt. Yeah. Hmm. What about the show Empire? Empire. Yeah. About yeah. the music producers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen like two episodes of that, but I'm more into uh, ballers and entourage. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice one. I like yeah, those yeah. shows a lot. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I love. I love. Uh, I love a Johnny drama. Mm-hmm. Oh, you nice. say a victory. <laughs> I like that a lot, and I like a, I like an opening of the first uh, uh, the Entourage movie. You okay. guys seen the Entourage yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. It opens with a Johnny drama talking about a uh, masturbating about jerking off. Whoa! And I just mm-hmm. think of uh, who. Why didn't we think of this sooner that you just start the movie about talking about <laughs> jerking off? It's yeah, what yeah. everybody's thinking about. You just imagine same. if you had yeah, that and falling down. Like you would have been unstoppable. Oh man. See Julius oh, what Caesar. A movie. Oh Lord. That would be now, awesome. Uh going back to you, Sigmund Freud. So yeah. you uh towards the end of your life, you know, the the you know, the second world war breaks out. Yeah. You know, you have to flee because you're Jewish. Yeah. You know, you go to Britain, uh-huh. you know, what we know is Britain now, not Holy Holy Roman Empire Britain. See. Uh and uh and you shortly you know, you die thereafter. But I wonder what yeah. Sigmund Freud would say about the phenomenon of Nazis taking over, you know, all of Western Europe. Oh, man, it was yeah. so uncool, everything <laughs> they did. It was so unchill. Uh, I mean, you can see, like, I... Man, I, I changed my seduction theory because it was a downer, mm-hmm. right? The first one. And the Nazis, I was like, guys... I gotta get out of here. I can't even hang around this. This is like you weren't so uncool. You weren't scared for your life. You just like this is too uptight for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. oh man, these guys. What a bunch of jerks. A-holes, yeah, they were right? jerks. They're not mm-hmm. chill. Not chill not at chill. all. And I was like, guys, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Um, it's like you know now sometimes people are like, oh, I'm gonna go to Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna escape it all. Mm-hmm. So uh, and back then it was like I'm gonna go to Britain. I'm gonna go to Britain and <laughs> chill out. Um, and that's what I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's where I decided to die. Um, <laughs> you know, in Britain, in Britain, they call uh, chips crisps. Yeah. Mm, are you and sure? And they call it fries <laughs> chips. Mm-hmm. Whoa. 
Wow. This was this uh you know, those uh different words for things that was a uh, that was the same as when you were there in See, uh, it drove in me absolutely bananas. Really? It was yeah. just like just call a thing what it is. Why you gotta be special? Why wow. you gotta call a truck a lorry? Mm. Why you gotta call an elevator a lift? <laughs> yeah. Does yeah, it, it was would, back then too. When you were conquering lands, was there ever a part of you that was like I'll, I'll bring our culture here? You know, I'm gonna bring Rome will exist everywhere, and there won't be these unique things about different cultures. Is that part of what your motivation was? I did want to bring a little bit of the culture, but, you mm. know, I also I want to let them keep their culture a little bit, you okay. know? I want to let Britain have uh, their awful teeth, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, and you I want to like let them have it. those uh, stupid uh, fucking accents, you know? Let them keep those. But uh, but make it a part of the Roman Empire. Okay. Now, we talked a little bit about Sigmund Freud's death when he fleed to Britain, uh, you know, at the start of World War II. I was like, well, peace out, Adolf. Mm-hmm. I can't. And also peace out life, right? Peace out life, yeah. Wow. Like, Ugh, man. Mm-hmm. Sucks. So much agency. I really respect that yeah. in you, Sigmund Freud. Yeah. Um, but you had, of course, one of the most famous deaths you know, See. to have ever oh, happened. Man. You know, like all your friends crowd around you. They start stabbing you like crazy. What's going through your mind when you're being when you're being assassinated like this? I was like, oh, God, not today. Not <laughs> on the Ides of March. Please don't do this to me today. Did you have other Ides of March plans? That I had big plans that night. I had such a big plans. I was. <laughs> I had an OG plan. I had oh, a soccer man. game I was going to go see. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and then my one of my best buddies, he stabbed me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I can't fucking believe this. I read it was sixty senators that were that were stabbing you, that were assassinating you, all crowding around you. Yeah, they all did it. And I gotta tell you, sixty people stabbing you, mm-hmm. it hurts more than one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't think yeah. that, but it hurts mm-hmm. really, really bad. I'm impressed by how like like there's all these reports of like how you tried to get away. You know, and how you were sort of like, you know, even though all these people were attacking you, you were still like fighting for your life for a while. You know, that's pretty impressive that you were. That's a little bit of that gumption that uh, talked back to those pirates right there. Exactly. I was like, uh, and I would have won. I would have won. If it, but I was just getting over a little bit of a cold. Oh. So I wasn't. I was like 85%, you know. Mm -hmm. If I'd have been totally healthy. You would have been oh, today reading about 60 dead senators. Or wow. if, like, you got up, they would be like, oh, they would have been laughing. They would have laughing. laughing so much. They would have oh, man. Oh, man, I wish, I amazing. wish. Do you think that maybe when you fell down from being stabbed, like, maybe one of those senators was like, hey, that's uh, that could be something funnier there maybe one day? I think so, because I do remember I fell down because I was stabbed 60 times, mm-hmm. and I remember cacophonous laughter. Mm. Yeah, but then I, 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 I thought, oh, somebody's standing up somewhere. And, <laughs> yeah. But I guess not now that I think about it. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something to totally. that, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you have any regrets? I mean, you know, these people that you love and respect so much murdered you. Yeah. You know, any anything that you would have done differently in your life to maybe have avoided that outcome? Yeah, I think I regret getting murdered. <laughs> Yeah. If I could go back, I would not get murdered. I think that's a. I think it's a good message for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, Any yeah. final thoughts, Sigmund Freud? I would have done more cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> all definitely. right. Well, that is all for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, Sigmund Freud, Ciao Bella, uh-huh. and uh, Julius Caesar, Ciao Ciao, ciao Bella, for uh, coming down and joining us in the studio today. I have one final question for you guys. Uh, I know it's a little bit weird, but do you have any like comedy shows that you like or Twitter accounts that you like that you'd maybe want to turn people on to? Uh, Julius Caesar, anything? Oh, yeah, this is a funny guy. He's on uh, Twitter. He's at Kevin Cobbs. Mm-hmm. And he do a show every third Monday at UCB Theater in the East Village. 
at 8 p.m. called Kerker's Welcome. And he also do a show every Wednesday at, and at 8 p.m. and every Saturday at 7.30 p.m. at the, the Magnet Theater. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, and uh, Sigmund Freud? Yeah, man. Uh, this one, uh, Twitter handle, at Gray Megan, G-R-A-Y-M-E-G-A-N. Uh, also, oh, man, Magnet Theater, uh, 8 p.m. on Thursdays, Junior Varsity. And then on Saturdays, 7.30, Amanda Diaz Experience, and 10.30, The Cast. Oh, some of my favorite things to watch. Man, you guys like a lot of comedy shows. Do, yeah, oh, it's really impressive. Uh, everyone's falling down, standing up. I mean, <laughs> you it's got everything. Crazy. You laugh your, you laugh your tits off. All right, if you guys have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeopleshow at gmail.com. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous dead people.